G'day and greetings. You are listening to the 14th ever episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. This time, I am your host, Scott Fotheringham, and for the first time ever, I'm joined by guest host, we have Kurt Poochie Zadnik. How are you going, Poochie? Oh, it's good, good to uh, finally be on the pod, Scotty. It's exciting, isn't it? Um, welcome to our sunny Queensland, mate. It's good to see that the plebs are on the road. I've got to ask you, Poochie, Queensland, how is Queensland footy going? Because from the outside, it's not great. Well, from the inside, there is a lack of interest. A lack of interest and the teams are shit? And the teams are shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been enjoying going down to the Gabba and watching, uh, uh, watching Brisbane and Gold Coast play? I haven't yet to travel to Metricon. Tigers are up there later in have the you, year. Have you seen a game at Metricon? No, not yet. Um, no, I actually kind of like Metricon. Tigers are up there later in the year, so I'm going to go see that. But um, I did enjoy seeing Richmond beat the Vines at the Gabba, but no, don't... Yeah, well, that, that was kind of predictable. But uh, Yeah, I, ju- I just want to explain Poochie's uh, presence on the pod. He's just about our only listener, our only avid listener. He's also got his own segment, which was originally meant to be just a normal mailbag segment, but after a while I realised the only person who sent us any questions was Poochie. So we decided to just call it Poochie's mailbag, but obviously he's not going to be sending in his own questions, so this week we're going to have Banjo's mailbag to get Banjo to send through a few questions, which is Rory, for, <laughs> if you don't realise. I'm uh, certainly happy to not think of any questions this week, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of effort for you, Poochie. You, you put in more effort than anyone else into this pod. Quite possibly. Oh, I've got a nice running sheet going. Have you seen my running sheet? Yeah, it's a real professional here. It's actually better than Banjo does. Sure it is. Get me in charge. But anyway, let's get on to it. Everyone's favourite segment. I can actually say that now. It is officially everyone's favourite segment. So, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Just to explain, the title derives from a line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we normally give our 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless game of the round. Uh, Through the buy rounds, we've been determined not to call every game meaningless. So we've just been going with the one game, and I think it's pretty obvious this week. You actually disagree with me. I do, but you, you go on. Do your show. I, yeah. So I think it's very obvious. Port Adelaide defeated Brisbane by 41 points. So, of course, to those teams, we say... Slight pause. We need to explain. Our producer is... Uh, my, my lovely girlfriend, Kim, who's actually our media manager as well. We've, we've introduced her once on the pod. Uh, that's still probably better than Whitey is, let's be honest. <laughs> probably. Not, not as good at fact-checking, though, but um, I, I, do dis- I do disagree with this. Well, I, what do you like? Tell me what you think it should I, be. I thought it should have been St. Kilda North on Friday night. No, that was a worse game. That was a it was terrible game. We'll get to it. But this is much more predictable. Port Adelaide, we expected them to win by about 100 points. And to win by 40 actually makes it more boring. Like, 40 is just like, that's comfortable, but it's not an absolute thump here. Yeah, well, they were always going to bounce back after being demolished by Essendon, and Brisbane had got their win over Ferrari the week before, so, yeah. I've got to ask you, Poochie, what is your opinion on Port? I think they are a very good side, and I, like, I think they are, in terms of quality, their top four quality, Banjo's a little bit more hesitant. I want to see a third opinion. I, I'm not sold. I, I'm with Banjo on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on their day, they're as good as anyone. Their best footy is, like, just about the best there is. I'd say their best footy is probably second in the comp. Behind a full strength GWS side, yeah, okay. I'll probably Adelaide. They're probably their best is probably third best, but they haven't been that inconsistent. Like I, the only game which they've been really bad was was, was the Essendon game, and they like they lost to West Coast. That was a disappointing loss. They shouldn't have lost that, but like they were actually on top for most of that game. Like I, pretty much every game I've watched, I thought they're at least competitive, and they're you know they're I think they're a very good side. They haven't been that inconsistent this year. They have a few defensive issues if they get behind, but. No, yeah, they're a good side. I expect them to to sneak into the four. Yeah, okay. Well, then you think they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good, but I'm not. I'm not convinced about too many teams this year. That's true. I I, I think that, but they also play finals footy. I think. I, I think they're, they're, the way they play will hold up. It should. There, there's they're kind of when they're playing well, they're dominant. They're powerful. Yeah, that, that's what really sets them apart to me. So they're bloody good. Uh, Brisbane, yeah, we we know they're not too great, um, but. We've been positive about them in the past. So let's move on. Let's get into the the, the proper footy, into the good games. West Coast defeated Geelong by 13 points. Did you manage to watch this game, Poochie? I I watched the first half. So I saw uh, West Coast be on top in Domain. I I don't know about you, but this is what I kind of expected. Um, Geelong, for me, they're just missing missing something. They're they're a good side without being great. You you agreeing with my opinion on Geelong? I am. Yeah, they... 
They obviously they rely on the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their problem is is they've got all of their sort of excitement, all of their X factor is all in a lot of yeah, very inconsistent footballers. That that's what I've been running with all year. And you so you're on my side on this one? I am. Um, do you think if they manage to get Ablett at the end of the year, do you think that pushes them over the line next year? Ablett would play forward, like without yes, he question. Would. Yeah. And he would kick a lot of goals. Yeah. Providing he's yeah, and he he probably would be fit because you know, if you're playing forward it's not as bad. Um yeah, it would make it would make a significant difference to them. Uh, West Coast, I mean, oh god, I don't like West Coast. They really kill me. Yeah, I'm still I'm still sticking with the flat track bullies. Like I know this isn't well home home game that is still their advantage, but yeah, West Coast just still not a great side for me. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think you're agreeing with me and Banjo on both of these teams actually. Yeah. I was, I was hoping for some more more different opinions from you, Poochie. Oh, the plebs have got good analysis. That's why I listen in <laughs> that's, every week. Well, that's the only thing you ever get any of your footy analysis from. Well, absolutely. Do you, do you watch any... Do you, do you only listen to the plebs? Do you watch any other football shows over in Brisbane? Well, the football... Well, your favourite, beloved f- football show is not on on a Thursday night in Queensland. It's not on at all? No. Do they play it late? No? No, I don't think they play it at all, mate. Oh, okay, it's not just, great. Just the NRL one. I'll tell you, it's not great anymore. I uh, never never liked it to begin with, mate. Alrighty, well, I- awful. <laughs> I think it was like it was one of the loosest games of footy which I've seen. Like it was like loose in terms of structure. Like there was teams just didn't really be, seem to be set up defensively, and it just meant players were popping up all over the ground. But then also the skills were really loose. So there, there were like most times like it was end to end, and it was just, like you'd, they'd look up and they'd have free men everywhere because just no one set up well, and then they'd still turn it over and then it would just come back the other way. It was, it was probably, in terms of quality, it would be right down there with the worst I've seen this year. A, a, great, a great showcase by North for any potential uh, free agents they're recruiting. And uh, on a Friday night as well. Yeah. They, they need to have a few more supporters, the old, uh, the old Kangas as well. Um, we'll get into discussing yeah. the uh, re- relocating later. Uh, problems for St Kilda as well, though. Like They were coming off a bad run, and they... The interesting thing with them is they came out, actually, they were playing aggressively. Like, there was actually a lot of pressure around the ball. Like, they were getting numbers around the ball. But their skills weren't quite there, and they just looked like a rusty sort. They, 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 yeah, they looked really just, yeah, rusty. And their skills just weren't there. And that, that's the sort of thing which makes me think, if the effort's there, but it's still not coming off, you start to think they're not a great side. That's the story for St Kilda. Like, they've got a similar timeline to your beloved D's. But they just they don't seem to be able to make that next step to really be a consistent side that look like they're gonna threaten for the eight. I'm start yeah, I'm starting to I, I, I'm feeling like for the first time ever I'm seeing some sort of separation in the ladder. And there's that, that middle sort of chasing groups and kill that are now looking like the bottom end of that. And I'd like it could click for them because their their best footy is actually really exciting and it's it's hard to stop. But just with their their consistency at the moment, and their last month has been really poor. I just think it looks at the top of that at the moment. I know we're actually sitting fifth, but it does look like they're one of the better teams. And Kilda are free or somehow sitting in there, and they'd be right down the bottom. Yeah. And I'd say, apart from that, it probably would be St Kilda. And they, they're not going to improve much. Over Collingwood? I think Collingwood are a better side. See, I, like, I actually think Collingwood have played some decent footy recently. But, well, we'll talk about them when we get to the bye. Yeah. They've actually, like, they had a good run when they won a few games. And then they actually were really good against Melbourne and probably deserved to win. So I actually think they're a pretty decent side. Well, agree to disagree there. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, on behalf of everyone in the plebs, we like laughing at North. And this week we don't have anyone sticking up for them. Yep. It's fantastic. Irrelevant football club. All right, Poochie. It's time for you to, you to have a bit of a wine. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Sydney defeated Richmond by nine points on Saturday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I really enjoyed it. There's this, there's this, we got to the point with Richmond now, every time they get to a lead, you're with your mates and you just kind of turn to each other and you go, how funny would it be if they ended up losing this? And it, it was always going to happen. And uh, that, it was fantastic. That's the conversation every Richmond supporter has to each other during, the, during that first quarter. So for those that don't know, so Sydney beat Richmond by nine points. I did say that, Bucci, oh, but anyway. Anyway. You flop. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm glad we're recording this on a Thursday because I've had time to analyze this game. Oh, so you've calmed down, have you? I have calmed down. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> no, um, you, you can't you can't hold a grudge too long with Richmond, otherwise you'd be in a lot of trouble. Um, so 
I've our problem is one of our problems is the forward structure. See, uh, my, no, 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 I know where you're going to go, but most people have been quite positive about what you've been for. People have been positive about the small forward line with the one tool forward. They think it's been working well and better than you've played recently. But explain. Well, my problem with it is when the game's not on our terms, you need a side of contest. Jack is too often up the ground taking marks on the wing and then we've got no one forward. When we're playing well in the first quarter, we're chipping the ball into the 50, we're delivering short, low, flat balls to leading targets. Mm-hmm. And then... Later in the games, these games where we lose these leads, we start bombing the ball in, and the opposition chop them off because we don't have tall players. Is, is it the classic problem of you need space in your forward line for small forwards? They have space to move into. The, yeah. you know, that, that's when they're dangerous. But if it's a clogged forward line and you're actually not on top of the midfield, the ball comes in slower, and therefore you need people bringing it to ground. Absolutely. But And you're saying, do you think Jack's up the ground too often? I th- no, I don't think he is, but I think there needs to be someone else as well back, because our ideal structure is you, you need a Tyra. We no no <laughs> one needs a Tyra. Uh, he's a great footballer, Pucci. Oh mate, <laughs> I think that was a uh, steal of the year, getting a second round pick for him. But we our best forward line has got Jack. It's got three of our small forwards, three of the four, three of the four that should be playing: uh, Rioli, Butler, Castagna, and Bolton. Like one of them's either on the bench or rotating through the midfield. Uh-huh. Then you got one of the resting midfielders in Cochin, Martin, or Caddy, mm-hmm. and th- and then you need another tall forward after that. Okay, so, are you are you looking to drop anyone? Oh, Sam Lloyd, absolutely. Now Banjo wouldn't be happy with you. Banjo likes Sam Lloyd. He was saying last year he was the only player in the, the your forward half who actually looked like he had any class. That was his big argument. What is it about Sam Lloyd that's the problem? I mean, He's not as quick as the others. No. He doesn't apply the same pressure as the others. No. Is that the issue? Oh, and he just butchered the ball on the weekend. Every time we got it, turned it over, d- didn't have that same poise on the ball. Because last year we weren't playing any of the, the, the forwards I mentioned earlier who have got that real pace and poise and skill. I, I, think, I think we've moved past him. Okay. Um, is that him butchering the ball? Is that a habit? Or is that just this week? Are you just cracking the shits one week? Or... I think I think it's I think it's more so a habit than you'd expect. He, he hasn't been terrific this year. No, um, you you'd be happy with Bolton instead. I mean, he's like he's very dangerous. Yeah, but he, he's a, he is a bit raw. He's very raw. His first quarter was outstanding. This week, kicks his first goal after uh, four games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I'm I'm happy to see some um, game getting some games into him. I mean, I, I'm expecting finals this year. Hopefully a finals win. Yeah, as a Richmond it's, not, it's not certain anymore, somehow. Oh, it looks certain a few weeks ago. Richmond's building for something special this year. It could go any direction. Do you mean disastrously special? It could be disastrous. <laughs> it, could, it, could be, it could be brilliant or it could be awful. It's not going to be flat, brilliant. You're no, not good at no, it. No, no, I'm not expecting <laughs> that. Winning a final would be great. Um, the, the other follow-up question I had to ask yep. on that. You said you wanted another tool. Do you yep. have one or do you need to recruit one? Um, we need to recruit one. So... Uh, I've I've been thinking actually I saw I saw a rumor today about Richmond going after Levi Casbolt, which I'm not like. <laughs> in some ways, it would be kind in, of. In some ways, he's that second forward that I'm, yeah. I'm after, and he but, would be stay at home, so Jack yeah. could could be free. He's very creative, Jack. Yeah. He's good up the ground in that sense. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm, I'm on board for this, Levi. Get, you want Levi? Yeah, yeah. I get, Le- get Levi to Richmond. Uh, you, you're not, <laughs> Carlton aren't going to get two first rounders for him, as we've seen some, uh, on uh, Nuffies on AFL pages, we've seen a discussion on that, that apparently they want pick 15 and 16 for him, or something like that. Third, what would he get mm, about pick 40? Th- third round, third rounder, or, yeah. se- third rounder. Yeah, that would be fair. Um, I need to ask you, I've locked in Sydney are not going to make finals. I'm adamant on that. Having watched that, and their second half was impressive. Yeah. What, what, what's your thoughts? I think they might be able to squeeze it in. I'm, I'm not convinced that they're that, that good. Do you think they will make it, or do you think they can? I think they will. I think they'll... Oh, you're picking them for fun. <sighs> they're too far back. I think, I think their experienced players will just get them over the line in more so, games than not. So the thing that was impressive this week, their best players were actually their no-name young players. They were the ones who lifted. Like, Zach Jones is playing very good yeah. footy. Newman was, like, amazing. Um, Lloyd, Jake Lloyd was... Yeah, he, he's always pretty good. He's, yeah. a, he's a very underrated, consistent footballer. 
Um, Newman, some of the tackles he applied, just out of nowhere, he just banged someone off the ball and turned it, turn it around. Like, I was like, wow, he's a good player. Haywood was a bit quiet, but did some good things. It, it wasn't... It didn't feel like they were lifted by Kennedy and Hanbury to me. But that's why I also think they can get that step better. When, when, they, play, when they show their class, the, the Jets, the Parkers, the Hanbury's, the Kennedys, that's when they... That, yeah. step it up. So it, like, it felt like they need that every week, those stars. This is one week in which they haven't quite got that, and they've still won, but it still means if, if, if they play like that once every three weeks, they're stars. If they don't dominate, Sydney will blow a game or two, which they should win, and that is enough for them not to make finals. So that's why they're not going to make it. Yeah. Heaney was important in the second quarter as well. Yeah, the he is a good player. He is a good player, Heaney. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Carlton defeated Gold Coast by 10 points. How? Look, I, I, a few weeks ago, where did I have Bolton in my top five? I think I had him fifth, and I think Rory had him third or something like that. Gee, you'd make a strong argument for him being number one. Like, it is astonishing how good he is. Yeah, I, I didn't expect Carlton to win many games this year, and turning them into a decent football side is uh, quite the accomplishment. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. We, Richmond's got our Carlton next week, as we'll get to, so... How confident are you on that? 70, 70%. 70%. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, a Richmond supporter would be worried. Yeah, Richmond, Richmond optimism and pessimism at the same time. Yeah, the way Carlton, like, the way their back half is working, is actually, it's actually kind of frightening. They, they have some okay footballers, but it's the way they just kind of rotate through. They always know where they're going to be. There's always, there's always someone sitting at the back of the pack just knowing it's normally Doherty or Simpson just to kick off it. And then, like, they, they rotate through those two. They always know who's meant to be there. They now have Liam Jones playing some good footy. I mean, we were all worried Tom Lynch might kick eight this week. Tom Lynch actually isn't in that good a form, but I'm pretty confident to say Liam Jones is a pretty good defender. Yeah, do you think that um, Brendan Bolton's gone the Paul Ruse style at Melbourne where he's really teaching the defence first mm-hmm. and when he starts getting the cattle of players, he's going to then teach the offence and try and move the team forward that way? Quite possibly. I think the frightening thing with Bolton, though, as opposed to the way Ruse did it, Ruse, he stemmed the bleeding. He, he managed to get it to that point where we weren't getting utterly flogged every week defensively. But Bolton's actually got his team to be one of the best defensive teams in the comp. And they don't have the list to be one of the best defensive teams in the comp. I, I, I think if you took any of their key defenders out and put them in, I don't know, the Melbourne team or something, they wouldn't start. Like, they'd be very average. I don't think Plowman would dominate. I don't think Marchbank would dominate. It's the way that they work together. And they just they all know what they're doing, and it's actually quite scary. And in terms of their offensive capabilities, they just they literally do not have any sort of talented personnel forward of the ball. And although you can make it work as a team defensively, it's harder offensively because you need something special to score. And they have absolutely nothing. I agree. I, I still believe Wiedering's a key back. Like, I don't, he's not a long-term forward. But I think Carlton also shows what happens when a side gives full effort for four quarters, which a side like the Gold Coast definitely do not do. Yeah, they're frustrating. Okay. Yeah, he, Rocket's going to absolutely blow blow his lid at some point. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's an angry man at the best of times. But my god, I mean, yeah, look, I was pretty, I was pretty sure Gold Coast weren't great. Like the last, few, I, I, as I've said, I watched them three weeks in a row, and my, the main thing I took out of it was the opposition were really, really bad. And like, the, I thought, like, I remember I said, like, maybe, maybe there's a possibility it's because Gold Coast is setting up well. But I, I do think a lot of it was the opposition playing poor, and they're not very good outfit. They're they're not great. There must be a cult. Like they just they can't string together four quarters. I don't know whether that's on field leadership or off field leadership. There's just they they have a lot of very talented but inconsistent football. Like I said right from the start. I feel like although GWS drafted talent. They drafted, like, honest football talent. Like, there's a difference between someone, like, a freakish talent, like a Harley Bennell or something, who's not necessarily, like, the best footballer. And then there's talent in terms of just a, an all-around good footballer, like a Canelio. And you feel like, right, it felt like very early on, GWS's list was, yeah, cons- like, consistent, proper footballers, rather than being freaks. Where Gold Coast list was scary in terms of some of the freakish ability they had. But they just, they just haven't been able to find the consistency. That's uh, yeah, and eventually yeah. rocket will explode. That's for sure. 
So we want to move on to the good stuff, man. All right, Scotty. I'm I, I've, ne- I've honestly never been so excited about the Melbourne Football Club before. Melbourne defeated the Bulldogs by 57 points. 57 points, Poochie. We hardly flogged. The game was over by halfway through the second quarter. I, I don't think I've ever experienced such a relaxed day at the footy. It was, it was extraordinary. How good, how good do you think we are at the moment? I'm trying very hard not to get carried away. We're, we're definitely not... There's been a bit of talk about premiership intending. That's ridiculous. No, that is- Completely absurd. But I actually... I do think we're just about the best team out of that chasing pack, which means we're fifth or sixth. I, I think you I think you are about that fifth and Gee, sixth. That excites me, Poochie. <laughs> well, maybe maybe Richmond Melbourne final, mate. <laughs> I don't think so, Poochie. Man, that'd be an interesting day out. Um, <laughs> I just also I don't think the dogs are that good. Yeah, well, that's the flip side. I, I, I wanted to talk about the positive story, but you've no. already jumped straight into no. <laughs> the dogs aren't great. Uh, now that's a lock in for Rory. Yeah. He said the dogs aren't a good team. I mean, if he's going to listen to this, I want some firm answer on the dogs are not a good team. I agree team. with Rory. No, but like, what does he mean by not a good team? Is that not, not making the eight? Is that not winning the premiership? I'd say that's not winning the premiership. I'd say I'd say they'd be lucky to float around that eight. They might be like Hawthorne in, was it 08? They, they won in 08, no, they won in 08 and then missed the finals in 09, correct? Yes. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, okay. Do you th- I, look, I'm adamant it's not a premiership hangover. That's not what I've seen out of them. No. I, I, I think it's very different to what I've seen in the past. It, they were not that... As we've discussed this year a lot, they weren't that good last year. They played a month of ridiculous footy. They were about the seventh best team. Um, so they're probably about there again. And it's not as if we've seen no effort from them. I mean, you talk about guys like Libo, of course. Yes, he's a party boy, all of that. Maybe he was partying too hard. But their effort in the first month or two of this the season was 10 out of 10. You couldn't, you couldn't hope for it. You watch a Bulldogs game and you were astonished that they never gave up and how hard they worked. I, they're at the point now, they just... The way they play footy, it relies on complete and utter confidence. Like, they play a ridiculous, crazy, risky brand of footy. And if they don't have 100% confidence in what they're playing, it disappears. And they had that confidence for a month. They don't have it now. And they need something special from Beveridge to get it back. Well, I think they were able to ambush sides last year. I think they flew under the radar enough where they where their maniacal pressure really took teams by surprise. And the extra man. And the extra man. But Which this isn't that big a deal anymore because every team doesn't. Yeah, well, and this year they're, they're the reigning premiers. Every team wants to make a statement against the reigning premiers. So they're the hunted. Yeah, and I think teams have just figured them out. And I can still look. I can still picture it. I don't. I, like, I don't want to rule out the Bulldogs for the premiership. I, I like I, the way they're playing. They're not. They're far from the best team, but I can. Their best footy is incredible, and I can still picture it happening when they get to that crucial moment in their season when they need to win a game, and they'll just blitz it and just play. I, I can still picture it happening, so I like I refuse to write them off. But like right now, it looks like the way Melbourne have played this season, we actually look like a better team than the Bulldogs. But their best is far, far better than ours. So see uh, who can pull it out in September. But I'm they they still like it's still more possible for them to pull it out in September than Melbourne. It is, but and, and most teams like in that middle bracket. I'm still saying the dogs can't win it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're bloody with banjo, aren't you? I am. Um, can I ask your opinion on how good Melbourne's midfield is? I've said we're the second best. Where do you think we place? Second best behind GWS. Well, I think GWS. In terms of depth, like I don't think anyone rivals. I'd I'd still take the Dangerwood combination. But they got no one else. They have two midfielders. And we have a bit of inside and outside. We have enough pace, and then we have guys like Hunt like running through, and then we've got the balls in there. And like, it's actually exciting watching Melbourne because it's be like. Every time it goes into a centre clearance, you're like, who are we going to have in the middle now? Oh, they put Petrarca in there. Oh, they chucked Hannon in this time. And it's just like, there are so many options there. Oh, Jordan Lewis is running through off the back of the square this time. Oh, now they've got Hunt going through. It's it, it's it's really cool. I, I think second might be a bit high, but certainly... I, I, think, I think we're that good. Like, in terms of midfield, we obviously have a lot of issues elsewhere. Oscar McDonald? Yeah, mate, he was bloody good. <laughs> like, he actually played like... A brilliant game. He looked like a star defender this week. I've never seen it. It was extraordinary. And Tom played well as well, which he hasn't done a lot this year. Like it was look, that, that was actually the best thing to come out of the game. I should have said that off the top. The best thing to come out of the game, it was our best defensive performance 
by a stupid margin. Like it was, we set up so well. Like that was one of the reasons why the dogs struggled. Like our pressure around the ball was great. Then we were set up perfectly defensively and we had some like incredible individual defensive efforts. Like Hibbert is awesome. And like he was incredible. Frost played really well. Oscar was terrific. Neville Jetta was Neville Jetta. Our backline actually looked really good. And that's not going to happen every week. But that, that, was, that was very exciting to see. Well, especially without, without Jesse. And is Max, Max back yet? Yeah, yeah, he's back this week. Although we've got Nathan Jones and Jack Watts out. So, yeah, yeah that's not great. Although Jones, like, him being out, we'll just bloody Chuck Lewis or Bernie in the midfield instead. Like, it's, it's actually not the end of the world. Jones, I love that man. But it's actually not the end of the world. But anyway, we've talked enough about that game. Uh, let's move on. We're going to be uh, grading the buy teams, which we've been doing with Banjo. Um, we're starting with Adelaide. I very much tossed up whether I wanted to give him an A+. I'm going with an A. I've, I've gone B+. I've been a bit harsh. You I've been, have been harsh. I've been a bit harsh on their losses. I, I, Mate, they've gone from... They were out in the semis last year. And now yeah. they're... Like, right now, they are the best team. In the they're top of the ladder. But I, I and feel, they should be. But the uh, the losses to Melbourne and North Melbourne, I think, have shown a soft underbelly. So you, you agree that there's a blueprint that Banjo's been running with? I don't... I, he's got his blue. His blueprint is pretty much... There are basically three things to it. Put a lot of pressure on him, get Sloan out of the game, have an extra man sitting out the back. He says, you do that, and they'll lose. I don't think it's quite that simple. It's but definitely I, not that but, simple. But it goes a long way. <sighs> they managed to do well without Sloan... Against St. Last Kilda. week. Yeah. And uh, he didn't play well. Mate, the, the most impressive thing for Adelaide, the, the thing which has changed them for me, I, like, I had issues with their midfield depth. The fact that they, they've actually been able to turn a lot of their sort of peripheral sort of players, and they, they, they got to the point where they don't have quite of the stars, but they all like rotate through so much that they have enough consistent performers that it, it, it ends up being a good midfield at all points. They've got, but, the, they've got the most even 22 of the comp. Yeah, they would. Their bottom six would be terrific. Absolutely. Yeah, and like Atkins is like was an average player. He's playing some good footy. The Crouch are playing. Crouch brothers are playing better than ever before. Laird's a Laird star. has got even better. Um, and they're yeah, their back line like Lever is is a jet. Yep. He sets up so much play for them. Talia solid. Yeah, we, Talia hasn't changed, but um, there's just a lot of improvers from their sort of second tier, and that's covered the fact that they don't necessarily have the stars. Although we've seen it doesn't completely cover it because you take Sloan out and you're in a bit of trouble. But B plus, I reckon, is a bit harsh, Bougie. They could well win the premiership, and I did not expect that at the start of the year. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. GWS. Now, GWS are an interesting one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I expected them to be better than they are at this point. But considering the injuries, it's like an incredible performance. So I've given them an A. I've gone to B plus again. You're harsh, man, Pooch. I really am. <laughs> You're being brutal. Ex- explain why I'm near B plus. Well, I feel I feel like we all expected them to be on top of the ladder. To be, I think, again with the Adelaide, it's been just a couple of games. So the loss to Carlton. There's just been a, the the the, uh, the near win against Richmond. They've just they've shown in games like they they a really good side would put the bad sides away. Mate, they've had half their team out. They haven't had a list to choose from. It's incredible that they're sitting where they are. And look, the Carlton loss, yeah, that is a bad loss. They probably should have snatched it in the end. And it just felt like at one point they were going to lose one of those games. I think it's extraordinary what they've done. Like, like there there is no team I think we've ever seen as the depth of talent that GWS has. Well, any other side would be bottom four with the amount of injuries. So you have to give them an A. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll put it. Yeah, all right, all right. Wait, what did we settle on? What we're giving Adelaide? What did you? You're, you're still. Sticking uh, I'm still sticking with my B plus. All right, we'll level out. B plus for Adelaide, A for GWS. Collingwood, I know you're going to be really. I'm only giving them a C. I, I, they're not too far off playing finals. And as I've said, they early on in the year they weren't playing great footy, but they still nearly snatched a few games, and they like they were still competitive. And I think their last month they've actually looked really good. And look, they've blown it a bit, so they're sitting back further than they should, and it's looking like finals is questionable. But they're not that bad a side. Um, what are you good going? I'm giving them a D plus. Okay, uh, so I th- I th- you're not too far off me. Uh, I think that's for a variety of reasons. I think part of it is the off field, the, re- the off season recruiting. Has not helped them at all. Yeah, well, that's fair. Chris Mayne is not a good footballer. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Wells can't get on the park. 
Yeah, that was not never. That, that was never going to work. No, <laughs> never. Although he has like he's made a massive difference to them when he's playing. He's a good footballer when he plays. He just doesn't play enough. Mm. And I, I think I'm, I'm also not convinced as Buckley as a coach. This is his seventh year. Yeah, I'm and he's gone backwards every year. I think Buckley needs to go. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, well, I agree with you. I'm very passionate on that. Actually, he's, he's not a good enough coach. But like, I didn't think he was that good a coach at the start of the year. I, I thought they'd sneak into the eight if they had a good year. And they still can from here. So they're not, they haven't been that far back. And they have had injuries as well. They've actually had as bad or injuries as any team, really. Well, Elliot's missed a few games. Elliot, and he's so important to them. And yeah, Fasolo is obviously out. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, we know Wells. But like, they, they have had a lot of injuries. They've, um, they've been a bit stiff. And I reckon you're being a bit harsh. You're going you're to you're change? No, I'm not going to. No, you're not going to no, backflip. Theme of the night. No, I don't think either of us are going to backflip. So let's move on. Essendon, also a weird one because I actually didn't know what they'd be at the start of the year. Like I didn't have much. I didn't. I, it was they were a very hard team to pick yeah. where they sit at the start of the year. Um, I'm going to go a B plus because I've seen a couple of games which they've been really impressive, and I probably had low expectations. And the other thing I'm impressed about with them is I think the way that they've got all of their players coming back. Um, from the banning, like they were all playing good footy, a lot better footy than I expected. Job's the only one who has a slight question mark over him, and I think that's probably just because he's old. Like I don't think that they've done a very good job of turning them all just back into very good footballers. Hurley's yeah. been awesome. Heppel's a very. I mean, we knew I knew Heppel was going to be good, and then yeah, they they're, they're not a bad side actually. I I I had them pegged about eighth with a really good year. Similar to your Collingwood expectation. Uh-huh. I, I agree with you. They've done a very good job of reintegrating the players up at the year off the mm-hmm. suspension. Um, I was going to give them a B, but I think you've talked me into a B plus here. I, I'll, I'll agree with you. Yeah. I'm a bit worried what their back half's going to look like. I think they have the potential to become quite good. And they're, they're, they're another team which I could see at the front half of that pack. I just, I, I, some, their best footy has been some of the most impressive. Well... Yeah, the game last week against Port was unbelievable. Yeah, they were so good. And I, they're a bloody quick side, man. They're, yeah, they're quite exciting to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that Merritt's managed to keep his form. I thought he might have been the classic good player on a bad team, racking up the yeah. touches. And no, he's actually just a jet, and he's, he doesn't just find the footy. He's a damaging player as well. And they've yeah, that's he's quick. And then you've got obviously like Tipazio and Tipper and all of that. Um, Collier, I completely forgot he existed, and he he makes a big difference to them. They're they're quite an exciting team to watch, and then like defensively, you can just be carried by Hill, Hill. like he's that good. He he controls the back half in like not as good, but in the same sort of way that Rance does. And uh, Kale Hook has uh, learnt to mark the ball after his uh, Richmond game, so the forward lines look well. He's dangerous. learned where to move in the forward line. It took him yeah. a little while, but um, no, he's playing well. Anyway, yeah. moving on, Frio. I'm going to give them dead average. I'm going to give them C+. Plus. I didn't expect them to be good. They're not good, but they're probably somehow sitting a lot prettier than they should be. They've managed to snatch games, but they're pro- when it comes down to it, they're probably as good as I thought they would be, which is not a very good side. Oh, I'm actually I'm giving them a B. Ooh, okay. Well, for, for a similar reason to you, um, I also didn't expect them to be any good, and I'm giving them credit for snatching those games and putting themselves into the, where they are now. Okay, so I think I think they are overachieving at the moment. But I don't know. It's it's hard to choose whether you put your emphasis on how they're actually like how the how good their football actually is and their ability to just snatch games. They probably don't deserve to win. And like I, I think as the season goes on, I think they'll finish bottom four. They're they're in the bottom four worst teams. I'll I'll have them slightly above that. I think I'll have. I'll have the Queensland sides below them. You think Gold Coast will win? They're on yeah. par with Gold Coast, probably. Yeah, maybe. It's too hard to pick this season. I'm giving them a B. I think they've been better than I thought they would be. All righty, Poochie. Uh, Hawthorne. Now, I'm really, really pleased I'm not doing this pod with Rory. I, I don't even know what he'd give him. He'd give him like a Z minus. You can't even give that crap, but he would. He'd give him a zero. <laughs> He's like, oh, God, he loves Hawthorne being crap. Um, I'm giving them an F+. Plus. <laughs> I've just gone away from the F. I mean, they still won four games. I couldn't quite give them the lowest grade possible. 
but just slightly better than that. I mean, yeah, it, seasons don't get a lot worse than what we've seen from all of them, going from a top four side to bottom. It, do, it doesn't get any worse. I've, uh, I've just given them an effort. Um, You've gone the flat end. I've gone the flat yeah, end. I, look, I was being a bit nice, <laughs> really. I mean, perennial premiership contender to... Trading away some of your best players to sitting in the bottom. It was floor. absurd, wasn't it? And and you've got to you've got to be taken to account just how badly the O'Meara thing's gone. Like, yeah, it, I, I I can't see him getting on the park again. Out for probably a year <laughs> now. <laughs> like if he does, it'll be a long time, and I don't think he'll ever be the same player. It's I think it's pretty sad because like he looked like he was going to be one of the greats. He was going to be unbelievable. I I absolutely frothed over him in his first year. Uh, it is disappointing. But anyway, moving on. We're doing our top five. Um, Rory will be pleased to hear that I haven't actually snatched one of the top fives we were considering doing going up. Poochie's thought of his own one. We're going to go with our best recruits. Top yeah, five. Midway through the season, we've had enough time to evaluate how the players yep. fit with their new clubs. Yeah, we, we thought at first we were going to do it based on what they traded for them, but then we thought it was just... Mitchell you were going to give it Mitchell and Lewis. So, like, it was just you got them for free. So we're just going to go with just who's been the most important for their team. I've got a couple of honourable mentions. So do I, actually, but you go first. So my honourable mentions mm-hmm. are Cam McCarthy mm, and, yeah. and Caleb Marchbank. Yeah, Marchbank I considered. I, I, I still feel like Marchbank as a recruit I don't think has made that much difference. I just think it's the way he slotted into a structure. That, that, that was the thing which set it apart for me. Like, I, I feel like they could have had quite a few players in that position and the way that their fence is working, he could, they'd do a good job. I think they eyed him off for a while. Yeah. I, th- I think they picked him for that role. I still, I don't watch Marchbank specifically and think you are playing really well. I just think it's it's the way the whole structure works together. And he slots in beautifully, and that's fine. I feel like with a solid back, you don't want to notice him. I feel like he does his job, he flies under the radar. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, on, but honourable mention. I also don't have any McCarthy. He's been a bit too inconsistent. He bothers me. The honourable mentions for me are Lyndon Dunn. <laughs> I mean, he's just a legend. Yeah. I mean, he actually has been a pretty good pickup. They got him for like pick eighty, and he's he's a certainty in the best twenty-two at the moment. It's good to see he's relevant again. Yep. So the, the Linden jokes are still funny. Um, I've also got. I, I also got an honourable mention for Sam Mitchell. I think if you took out, like, I don't think he'd be in based on his playing, but in terms of the coaching which he's added as well, I, I feel like he's made it. Like he, he, I think he'll be a very good coach. And I feel like he's given them good leadership and good coaching. So if you took that into account as well. I also said Jordan Lewis just because I wanted to put Jordan Lewis in there. But anyway, who's your number five, Poochie? I've gone Zach Tui. You've got Tui at five. Okay, I've got him at four. Okay. Yeah, he has, like... I, I liked him at Carlton, but he's gone to a whole new level. He finds so much of the footy. His kick's damaging. He breaks the lines. And he's been really consistent as well. Just a good player. Yeah, he is a bloody good player. Uh, my number five, I'm going with your boy, Nan Curvis. Oh, well, I have a feeling you've got him higher, don't you? I've got, I've got him quite a bit higher. <laughs> You're such a flop. <laughs> um, but no, he, like he's been awesome. Like, yeah. He's made him enormous. He's been one of the main reasons why you guys have improved. I think the reasons you guys have improved has been obviously changing game plan. Yeah. Small forward line and Nan Curvis. Um, he's been huge. Yeah, and then like I, like he's probably not as good a player as a lot of the other guys we say, but in terms of the impact which he's given to his team, based on where they were last year, massive. Well, we have an actual ruckman now. This is a, this is like the first couple of years of Ivan Marich at Richmond. He's just he's there was a, a small period when everyone thought Ivan Marich was really good. That was weird. Well, he's just a, <laughs> he's just a good, honest bat, battler in the ruck that gives you a contest, moves around the ground, yeah. just bobs up. He, he was never a good ruckman though. He wasn't. People no. got excited about him. But anyway, no. uh, who's your four? I've gone Tom Mitchell. Oh, only at four. Yeah. I've got him a little higher. Yeah, well, like, mate, without him, Hawthorne would be bloody terrible. I I also, I did discount this a little bit. I felt like, much like Lewis and Sam Mitchell were given away for unders, I think Hawthorne got a definite steal with um, Tom Mitchell with Sydney's salary cap. They took advantage of that and... I think they... They did. I mean, it was still a first-rounder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They did do well out of that trade. I mean, overall, they did terribly during that period. But, look, mate, Mitchell's been bloody huge for them. If you took Sam Mitchell out of that team... Sorry, Tom Tom. Mitchell out of that team now, man, they'd be bad. Like, he gives them so much of their competitive attitude, and he he wins the ball. They don't have a lot of players who do that anymore. I, I think he's, yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll see where I put him, but it, yeah. it's quite high, I'll tell you. And um, so my four was Tui. Tui. 
So who have you got a three? I've gone with Hibbert. Yeah, so am I. Mate, he's really good. He's, like, I had high expectations of Hibbert. He's completely blown him out of the park. I, I didn't realise he was that good. He's quick. He's a really good user of the footy. And he's a defensive jet. Like, he, he is such a competitive beast. Like... There are so many contests which he looks completely out of, and he comes from nowhere and wins them. He, like, he's a very, very likable footballer. And um, like he's one of our best players now. He actually is. Uh, to, to jump ahead, to answer one of Matt Curry's questions, I thought, I thought the deal, I thought the second rounder, I thought that was a fair price at the mm, time. I think we did pretty well. I, I think you're doing pretty well, but I still think it's a fair deal. See, I, at the time, I thought it was a fair deal too, but Hibbert's actually better than I thought he was. So I, I like he's worth better more than that now. But I think still a second round pick, you should be getting a good ten year player for your club if you're a Yeah, okay. I, 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 still, I, still, I still think it's a fair deal. I think he he could be all Australian this year. You wouldn't have him there now because he missed a chunk of the start of the year. But if he plays to this standard for the rest of the year, I think he probably should be in the All Australian team. So we've done pretty well. So yeah, I had three the same. Yeah. Who have you got in two? Bradley Hill. Yeah, so do I. So I tell you now, Tom Mitchell was my number one. <laughs> I, I he's been awesome. Um, but yeah, look, Hill's been a massive surprise. I did not expect him to be that good a pickup. Yeah, he's really changed the way that Fremantle can play. He's really brought that speed that Lewis Jetta was meant to bring to West Coast. He's really just opened up the game with, with Stephen and mm-hmm. brought a bit of the ball movement to. And gee, Frio need that. Yeah. Like that is the exact thing which Frio need, and they still need more of it. Like, at the moment, they have the two hills. They don't have a lot else. I always thought Brad Hill in the Hawthorne side was a classic average player being carried by a good yeah, side, I that and, and he's proved me wrong, and he needed, credit to him. You felt like he needed stars, like Hodgin Mitchell feeding him the ball, but he doesn't really have that now, and he's still really good. He's better. Yeah. I mean, he's probably just comfortable at home now, um, but absolute power to him. He's been amazing. Uh, and my number one, with my Richmond bias, was Nankos. Yeah, you're, <laughs> mate, you're such a Rory. <laughs> I thought I was going to get away from all this bloody bias with you on, but well, no. If I was Rory, I would have had uh, Caddy and Prestia in there too. You don't actually think Nankos has been the best, do you? I think, uh, well, I think in terms of what he's actually brought to Richmond, like he's, he has been that important. He hasn't been better than Tom Mitchell, mate. He has. He's been that important. I thought I did well. I thought I was nice taking him into fifth. But anyway, we're moving on to our Banjo's mailbag this week, which is exciting. So he's an absolute flog. He's worse than you without question. I asked him for questions last week. He sent some crappy question about the rising star. And then I said, give me something better. He waits for about half an hour, gives me one more question. And I said, that, that one's all right. Give me some more. Haven't heard from him since. But we need you, Pete. He thinks he's better than you, mate. You're much better. I send Rory a nice um, essay uh, text every week with four or five questions exactly. for him to choose from. He said, I'm going to send you guys so many questions. It'll be Banjo's mailbag. I've named the thing after him. He's given me one. But anyway, his question, has Thursday night footy been successful over the buys or has it spread out the schedule too much? What are your thoughts, Pooch? I love Thursday night football. So do I. I, I, can, I can see where he's coming from, but I, I still like it. It means, you can, it means you can watch every game. Like, there's I, no double-ups. I, I think Thursday Night Football is great, and even during the bye rounds. I think this is the least upset about the bye rounds I think I've been. I, I, there's always... Like, it's spread out to the point there's always footy on. And like, I love the Saturday night when you can f- flick between two games. Like, that's awesome. But there's always footy playing. I get really excited when Thursday Night Footy's on. I bloody love that. It feels like the weekend started again. I really, yeah, I really enjoy that. And we got Friday nights, and then there's always footy being played. And it means like last week, Melbourne Bulldogs was a really big game on a Sunday. It meant all the attention was on that. It made it bigger, made it more exciting. And I like, I actually haven't mind the buy rounds this year, which normally I'm. Well, I think about. I think football's been so good this year that it's just every game's yeah. been good to watch and yeah, spreading them fair. out. Like with your Saturday nights, only having that one game on to watch. Yeah. Like, I think it's great. That's fair. It's it, it's an, during the buys is a bit of disappointment, but I think the Thursday adds an extra novelty. So I've enjoyed yeah. it. Anyway, we've got a question from James Wyfcamp here, and I like this one. Oh, the fact checker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's not the producer this week, but he's still he's still contributing. What is your opinion on Hutchie's proposal for North to relocate to Tassie? And look, I want to answer this question on behalf of everyone involved in plebs on footy, the guy who runs it, everyone. We bloody love it. And we think oh, Hutchie can go far enough. He's saying it should be half Melbourne, half Tassie. Just send them off to Tassie. They're crap. They're an irrelevant footy club. I think Hutchie laid out a very strong argument. I, I love it. <laughs> it's quite viable what he said. Well, if you, look at, if you look at the comp, 
you can't bring in a 19th team. No. So it's already spread too thin. It's already spread too thin. One of the Melbourne teams has got to go. And the only three Melbourne teams that you, you could see re- relocating is St Kilda, North, and possibly the Bulldogs. Well, you can't say the Bulldogs anymore. No, clearly we're... North are the most irrelevant team in the competition. Well, like, that actually is true. Like, I like saying it's Rory. But there's a reason why they beat Adelaide by 10 goals when Adelaide were undefeated and no one talked about it during the week. No one gives a crap about North Melbourne and they don't have any supporters. But look, if I'm being honest, I think it's a bit weird Hutchie bringing this up now. Like, yeah, they're actually in the best position they've been in for a long time. And obviously the crowd numbers have gone down a little bit. I mean, that's going to happen when your team's sitting. Where are they? Third, last, fourth, last, something like that. But you know, they're financially doing quite well. They made a couple of prelims recently. Like it's it's not the right time. Give it a, if they're terrible for another two years, then you can bring it up. But it, it it was weird that he brought it up now. Yeah, I think long term it's probably going to happen whether Rory likes it or not. I don't think he can save it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you think that they're going to be going to go? I don't know. They've done well recently. They have. Old JB actually did do a very good job. And you know their team. Like yes, they're irrelevant, but they're still. They're not, they're not a terrible football club anymore. They're not, but someone's going to go down to Tassie, and for yeah. me, that's not. Possibly, possibly. But anyway, moving on. We have a question from a, a new listener, one of your buddies, I believe, Poochie. Yeah. We had some new listeners on with you on the pod. Uh, Josh Volling, thoughts on the success of the new AFLX concept? Um, so, interesting one. <laughs> Very interesting one. So, for those of you that don't know, this is a seven-a-side AFL game played on a soccer field. Which they're, they're intending on putting after round 23 between the teams that didn't make finals this year. That, that's the weird thing about it, that they managed yeah, to get it so quickly. Like, I, I, like I, normally, if someone has an idea of this, they're like, oh, in five years' time, we'll get it ready for then. It's weird that they're jumping into it so quickly. I, I can't see the clubs liking this. No. It, that's the weirdest thing about it, that they managed to actually get clubs and players involved. Well, I think that this is their strategy to spread overseas because overseas you've got more soccer fields than ovals. I just, I can't see a game of AFL football being played on a soccer field when you can go end-to-end in two kicks. Yeah, you can picture the kick out. Someone takes an uncontested mark, turns around and kicks a goal, which yeah. isn't really an exciting game of footy, is it? Uh, the best thing about footy is it's, it's a contested game and the ball's in dispute so often. It wouldn't be. In, in seven aside, it'd be just chipping the ball around. I feel, I feel like you need some netball-type rules to try and bring in that congestion, really limit how far yeah. you can kick it. But, but then no one will like that. No, I... I I, I don't see this one. My, my other concern with it is, like, if you're comparing this to the... But they're saying this is meant to be the 2020, the, 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 new, the big bash of footy. It doesn't... The footy season's too structured. Like, cricket works because cricket has different tournaments and it has different series all over the place and then you can just, like, have one sitting in the middle. With footy, it's... There is one season... And, like, everyone knows there's one season. And you're trying to chuck something on which is meant to be important aside from that. People just won't buy yeah, it. And the clubs won't like it. It it, it just... I, like, I, I don't... I think I'd watch it if it was on. And I don't despise the idea. But I, I just can't see it working in the way the AFL landscape works. I can't see clubs liking it. And I can't see fans whose teams haven't made the finals liking it. I could see it working for maybe, like, under-18s or, VFL, like, for some other... But that, that's the other issue. The exciting thing about the Big Bash, the thing which I like watching in the Big Bash, is that you have these sort of state players who people follow, and like it's still, although not people, not many people go to the Victorian Bush Rangers playing cricket, people still kind of follow it a little bit. So it's kind of exciting seeing them on a big stage in front of a big crowd with a TV audience. That's not going to be the same for VFL footy. There's too big a step down, and no one, no one gives a crap that we have. If, if we had put VFL players in there, no one cares. Like you're gonna need the AFL players, and I just don't think they're gonna buy into it. No, it's just it you, doesn't work in the same you, way. You don't want to risk injury for a meaningless no. competition, and it, like it is meaningless, and it will be meaningless. I'm done. They're not gonna give a strong enough incentive. But anyway, final question, also from Josh Bowling. I like this one as well. I like this one even more. How much of a spike in female listenership do you expect this episode from having Poochie ride shotgun as the co-host? I'm, Enormous, I would say. Oh, I can't answer that question. We'll, we'll let the stats do the uh, talking. <laughs> yeah, give on. I don't know if we have a rundown of male versus female, but uh, no, he is a big ladies' man, the Poochie. We know this. We'll, we'll put a survey on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Who would you'd be? You'd be more likable and 
Rory, that lazy piece of crap. No one, no one cares about him. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's do the tips. Adelaide Hawthorne at the Adelaide Oval. Adelaide. Yeah, of course, Adelaide. Bloody flogging. Uh, Sydney Essendon at the SCG. This is a tough one. I'm, I'm going to go Sydney. Uh, at the SCG, you've got to go Sydney. They'll get the game on their terms. It'll be a congested sort of game, a small oval. They'll be all right. They'll, they'll win that game. Uh, Collingwood Port at the G. That, that's a big game. Could be. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tip, I'm going to tip Collingwood. Ooh, okay. You didn't rate Collingwood. No, I don't rate. I, I rate Collingwood's ability to play well in games where they're under pressure. Backs to the wall. When Buckley's under pressure, Collingwood play well. Do they? He's been under pressure all year and they haven't played that well. Um, I'm going to go Port Adelaide. Um, I've just been too hot on them. Like, I've just rated them too highly. I just can't not. Uh, Brisbane GWS at the Gabba. Your, your, your neck of the woods, Poochie. Uh, should be should be a, re- <laughs> a real one-sided affair here. Uh, yeah. G- GWS. Yeah, you'd think so, especially coming off a loss. Uh, Bulldogs and North at Etihad. Bulldogs. Yeah, they, they just have to win it. Like they just have to. They have to bounce back. To show, to show they're any good, they will uh, put in a big performance. Yep. Uh, West Coast versus the D's. At the main. Yes. Too hard to tip. I'm tipping West Coast at home. I'm tipping West Coast at home. I, I think if we had both Jones and Watts, I'd be a little bit more excited, but nah, not over there. Uh, Geelong Frio at, or in Geelong, Simmons. Geelong. Definitely Geelong. Richmond Carlton, the G. You better, mate. I've got to go Richmond. <laughs> you better. Yeah, Richmond. I, and, am, I am nervous, though. And St Kilda, Gold Coast at Etihad. Another game. Should, St Kilda have to win it, don't they? Another one the, of those games. They have to, but this is this is the type of game that Gold Coast might just pull out, but I'll still go with... Going to go with St Kilda? St Kilda, yeah. Well, anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening. It's exciting having the pooch on. I can make the announcement at the end of uh, the end of the pod. Next week, we have our next rotating co-host. It will be Stringer, who we've had on a few times before. He's a funny man. And it'll be it'll be the most comedic pod I think we've ever had. So I look forward to that. And you'll be listening again. Absolutely. Looking forward to a podcast full of Stringer's innovations. Yep. Yeah, there will be an innovation on it. I'll make sure there is. Um, he's got a few other funny ideas, so it'll be good. But uh, thanks for coming on, Poochie, and thanks for listening, everyone. And um, as always, go Dees. Go Tigers.